Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Fandibolt's brand new show, Tell Me About Your Character, the little show where we bring in the luminaries of the RPG community and uh, ask them to tell us a little bit about whatever characters they're playing, have been playing, want to be playing, will be playing, never got to play but wish they did, etc., etc. And today we are joined by a good friend and one of my favorite people, Darcy Ross. Darcy, say hi. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. I love the podcast and uh, and I I only recently got to to really get into being into characters, so I'm really excited nice. to have a character to talk about. Awesome, excellent, excellent. So, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners? Uh, you know, we, all three of them, maybe one of them uh, doesn't uh, hasn't heard. So, uh, uh, who are you? Where do you come from? What do you do? Yeah, so I'm Darcy Ross. I'm the Community Relations Coordinator for Monty Cook Games. So I work with our uh, retailers and our um, asset team members to go demo our games and the, all the fans. And I basically get to be the team extrovert, uh, and I love it. <laughs> so uh, I um, you know, started out as a big fan of their games, and then they hired me. So I'm, I'm sort of the, the dream come true for uh, working in RPGs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I love... Um, Goodness, you know, Fanables played a lot of MCG games that sort of yeah. gave me my first actual plays of them. So it's really a delight to be here. Oh, great! Well, great to have you. And yeah, we're, we're big fans. So like, you know, you've got we've got the long shot Numenera that's been going on right. for a while, and and I believe it's coming back uh, next season. Did it already start? I don't know. I have nothing to do with the scheduling on our show. So, <laughs> but if it hasn't come back yet, it's coming back very soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm pretty excited because uh, my character had like a big arc and a big change at the at the end of the season. No spoilers for anybody who hasn't heard mm-hmm. it yet. But there there were some fairly major changes, and I'm really excited to see where where we go from there. So, Darcy. Welcome to the show, and tell me about your character. Who who are you bringing into our little virtual tabletop so we can uh, take a look? I am bringing uh, Grimrim, who is the half-orc hermit and warlock of, at the end of the, the campaign, Balaam the Bitter Angel. So, Ooh. yeah, this was a Curse of Strahd uh, kind of short campaign, but it, it really gave me lots that I never had had before in gaming. And so it was a really special kind of experience. And, uh, you know, I think people tend to align a little more with wanting to be a player or a GM. Mm -hmm. And I was a player for a long time. And then I discovered GMing and I was like, oh, this is what it is. Because I I really like GMing that you get to dip into these different characters very shallowly. And so you can make strong choices and then leave them behind. (laughs) The NPC is gone. And so only recently have I been trying to like uh, embody a character and make strong decisions and just like live with them. <laughs> and that was definitely a, a big thing with Grimrim, who, um, so this is kind of a moody half-orc warlock who started out mm. uh, feeling bad about having made a bad deal with a, you know, made a bad pact with um, a horrible otherworldly entity and had mm. been kicked out of his like... Uh, orc community because of it so he was sort of wandering on his own gets tied up with this mess of other characters and they all of course get sent to barovia as we play the curse of strahd campaign as one does Mm -hmm. yes so he was so basically an outcast from his from his tribe exactly and what's he what was so so how how this deal come about like how how exactly do you end up making this bad deal oh i love it uh i actually started the game not quite knowing you know i had i had mm. some ideas but i we didn't fully flesh out the backstory and then um there's a there's a sequence within the curse of strahd campaign where mm. strahd sends you some mean nightmares right strahd's being a big old jerk and he mm. sends you all some hor- horrific nightmares and uh the our players all 
sort of organically wanted to run mini sessions of each other's dreams. Um, and so everybody got to kind of explore an aspect of a, a decision they were struggling with or a, a flashback that they kind of wanted to fill in. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wanted to know why did, why exactly did I get uh, cast out of that, that community? And what was really cool about that is um, we got to take these themes that we'd been building up in our characters um, for several sessions now and have our backstory reflect back on that. So my character had been kind of uh, like establishing like a romantic relationship with another player, mm-hmm. which is also something I've never done. Right. Uh, so they had a really cool interaction. And uh, so my background reflected that um, I was cast out because I like fell in love with the wrong person. And I was sort mm-hmm. of uh, an outcast in society already because uh, I was in a, you know, orc community, but I was a half orc. And so there's all sorts of dynamics. And right. so I think I fell in love with this like beautiful smithy orc uh, orc lady and uh, and was um, cast out uh, through various reasons and so oh yeah they were gonna they were gonna do something bad to her to punish me uh. and I think I made some bad deal with that uh, horrific otherworldly entity to exact some sort of bad vengeance on them so um, the details even escape me but I have the recordings which is why <laughs> it's nice to record your sessions yep, so yep. so that was really cool and uh, what was interesting for me is that was sort of a um, you know, I, I was sort of exploring my own sexuality at the time. And so mm-hmm. the backstory was my character having a heterosexual relationship and the the ongoing campaign story was was a, a homosexual relationship. So it was kind of mm-hmm. neat for me to like act that out a little bit. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, that was their backstory. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so they sold their souls for love. They did. They were, they're uh-huh. just a big old moody, grumpy uh, heart, you know, soft hearted person. Aww. I love them. <laughs> yeah, I, I love them already, too. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, that, that brings up a point. I've been, I've been asking uh, some of the other guests we've had because uh, it's it's rare to find uh, sort of romance arcs, mm-hmm. or at least or at least well played romance arcs in a, in a lot of RPGs. And you said so. This was kind of like your first uh, sort of really dipping your toe into into trying to explore that aspect of it. Yeah, which is weird because I'm I'm really about romance themes. I right. love that stuff. I love when other people do it, but it's a it's been a little like. It's a little vulnerable to to get into that space, especially with another player. Uh, Like I just, and so it kind of emerged as this sort of mentorship. um, I'm taking care of you relationship that kind of with our in you know it helped that we were having in character banter, and so that's Mm -hmm. how the sort of like flirtation emerged. And I of course checked up with the the other player, and I was like, "Are we flirting? Is our characters flirting?" (laughs) And so we sort of negotiated it out to make sure everybody's okay with that, Um, and it was really cool. So yeah, that was my first experience, and I'm like desperate for more of it. If <laughs> <laughs> we stoked a fire, I know, real bad. <laughs> it's, it's a shame we, we we don't get to do that so much in uh, real relationships. Kind of uh, mm. pause. Are, are we flirting oh, here? Oh yeah, <laughs> if, let's take this meta only. for a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so all right, so so sold their soul for love. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up uh, outcasts, joined the party, and and so how did the? It's been a while since I've played uh, Ravenloft, mm-hmm. but I believe it's like these mists that come in kind of over uh, over the night, and when when the morning comes, all of a sudden you're you're in these dark realms. Yeah. So they, how, so how that how that go? Like how how was the uh, the the intro to to these dark lands? Oh, it was really cool. Um, they they of course uh, my amazing GM made all of this happen, right? Like mm-hmm. having a great GM 
really pulled, gave us the space to have all these cool role-playing experiences and, and totally tuned everything to our characters. And so he started us off in a, in a tavern, in a tavern uh-huh. in a, you know, out from the storm comes in a mysterious messenger with a, with a letter, you know, a handwritten invitation to, uh, to Castle Strahd, of course. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we all get, uh, I think, you know, we get invited somehow, uh, and, uh, None of us want to do it, right? We're all us players. We're like, we know, like, we know this is a bad idea. So, like, yeah. we should at least try to think of some way we can weasel out of it. But by the time we open the door out of the tavern, you know, having made some elaborate plan, the mists were already rolled in, and so we were already sort of engulfed by Barovia. So it was a nice took took the pressure off us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once the moment you get the invitation, it, it's too late. You're, it is. You're there. Yep. So how did they react to finding themselves in these new lands? It was really neat. Um, you know, so we had a, a really cool party. Uh, and so there were a lot of different um, opinions. And like Grimrim, I really played as this glum, moody, you know, Eeyore of a character. <laughs> and so I think, you know, to some extent, Barovia was almost like, uh, resonated quite well with his personality, right? And which is very different from me. I'm very bubbly and effervescent. And it was really hard to play a, a you know, negative character, <laughs> but it was really fun. So I think, you know, Grimmerim slid right in. But, you know, we had this, this you know, paladin from the lands of Thay, this, you know, true, true evil or whatever, uh, or lawful evil character who was ready to, you know, conquer these lands. And we had a of course. Um, we had a werewolf who was intrigued by all these, like, all the wolves of Barovia and werewolf people here. And um, so we all sort of found stuff to love. But, um, yeah, Grimrim was mostly <laughs> just feeling at home in all the, yeah. the misery <laughs> and uh, <laughs> self-loathing, which he was currently feeling. <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing him as, as literally as Eeyore right now. It's like, oh, no, we are in the uh, dark lands of Barovia. And he's like, makes sense. Yeah, all lands are dark. <laughs> all lands are dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's adorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so how did their adventure go? Like, Did they, they just, did, did that change, uh, you know, at any point? Or did they just go like, yep, this is my life now? <laughs> uh, they, they definitely woke up a bit. You know, they found... Uh, there was a lot that happened. So they, mm. you know, the relationship between, um, like, uh, the the paladin um, mm. who was uh, Sir Dry Karnak, the human soldier and oathbreaker paladin of Bane, was the person yeah. that uh, Grimroom had a relationship with. So they definitely, like, as they grew and as they they changed a little bit in personality and in goals and what they were fighting for, um, mm. and they definitely talked with Sir Dry a lot to sort of, uh, negotiate that. But one thing that was a, a major influence <laughs> that, for how this went was uh, Grimmerim picked up some cursed sword uh, okay. and was infused with the the horrific evil mind of an ancient wizard, uh, Jacarion, who, who made me change my flaw, um, which was a fear of authority figures because uh-huh. I um, was sort of cast out from the society and so I, I just sort of don't want to ever be in the spotlight um, it changed Fair. my flaw to that I craved power which is such Ooh. a different more proactive yeah. you know, uh, aspect and so it was really cool to play that for a few sessions and um, I totally forget what ridiculous uh, magic we we pulled that made that change but eventually I did get out of it which is really nice um, but I, I got to role play the, the slightly different version of um, 
you know, Grimrim, where he wasn't afraid of his otherworldly power, where he just wanted more of it, you know? So it how, how did he cool. approach that? Was it sort of like an, an open, like, power grab, or did he kind of just go a little bit more uh, sneaky about it, or...? Yeah, I was sort of um, a little snake whispering in everyone's ear. You know, I, I wasn't betraying my party, but every time there was a discussion about what we should do, I was the, you know, why kill this horrific thing when you can use it? You know, why, uh, you know, sort of just asking those questions of angling toward power. So I don't mm-hmm. think I, 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 and I think I could, you know, we are, we are a pretty mixedly evil party to begin with. Right. So uh, we kind of, uh, I think I, I leaned us that way, but I think we, we turned me around before I was able to totally become a horrible monster like Jacarion. <laughs> uh, at least, but you had that. You at least got to have those few moments of oh, like, yeah. you know what? Let's let's go. Let's go a little dark here. Uh, it's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, throughout the adventures, is there, so you know, let, let's say somebody, but we're doing this interview. We don't have time for the intro. We don't have time for anything. Just tell me, like, the one thing about this character that, like, that's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of them. Like a moment or an aspect of them. Or the, yeah, it could be the yeah, the, like the one the, the one moment where you're like, yes, this was great. Oh goodness. Um, let's see. I mean, there was a kiss at the end. I've never uh, gotten that before. It was really uh, great. Like they go, uh, you know, I, I think the, I, I've never really had like an, such an ending for a character. And so I mm. guess the one moment would be uh, that after all of this, after C- Castle Strahd has been defeated, after uh, Grimrim has uh, changed their pact um, via a, a strange artifact uh, mm-hmm. from this horrible tentacle monster, uh, which was the gibbering mouther of uh, Galarud or something, mm-hmm. uh, into the you know the bitter angel. Uh, uh. So I've changed my pact. I think I've probably you know maybe I've changed my alignment. We've defeated Castle Strahd. We've I've dealt with my baggage and, you know, the sort of last moment we end the campaign on um, before a bunch of these people who play the campaign all scattered across the U.S. um, is sort of standing together. And I think we held hands with the other player uh, and, you know, looking looking out on a whole life. We're going to live together. Uh, And there's there's a, you know, end of campaign kiss. And I I just don't know that there's anything more I want out of gaming than than that beautiful (laughs) moment. That's that's absolutely beautiful, yeah. <laughs> Especially since, since so many of our characters never never get that ending, right. never get that resolution. Just the game fizzles halfway through, or For sure. or we just never got to continue it, or the story never really went anywhere. And you actually got to have that little bit of a closure, yeah. Uh, but but even 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 given that though. Is there so? So where do you like? Where do you picture them now? Because for a lot of people that never got that ending, you're like, all right. So how do you wish uh, you'd continued? But you got that ending, yeah. so it's more like, where are they today? Are they are they? Uh, do they have their little uh, a cottage with a, with a lovely little garden, and they're living with their paladin boyfriend, and and just having this this nice domestic life? Or oh gosh, I feel like uh, there's a there's a restless nature to both of us on occasion. So I feel like there's a time where they they really try to make a go of it. They're trying to live this mm-hmm. quiet life um and and that that flicker of of the the impulse to to exact vengeance for a slight you know to go off mm-hmm. by yourself the 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 comfort in being hermit hermitudinous you know yeah. i think i think there's there's a little bit of uneasiness that that both of them would have about living a quiet life in a stable mm-hmm. community and so i think they'd they'd get wrapped up into some next adventure 
Uh, but but now they're both adventuring together. So I think they would uh, I see them in some slimy ruins uh, with a weird magical light held before them and, and a big grin on their faces. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can just imagine, uh, uh, you know, both of them trying to make a go of that, that quiet life and, and both of them longing for the adventuring, but exp- thinking the other one wants the quiet life. Exactly. Yes, that. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Until the one day one of them makes the decision and the other one just like, I've picks been up waiting. their sword and it's like, oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what happens. Uh, that, sound, that sounds great. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I so, even have all these notes and these like, someone was hand painting uh, during the game all the little mm. magical artifacts we would find. So I oh, have wow. a little music box <laughs> and uh, I have a note card that I had passed my GM where Grimroom had secretly went up to Madame Ava, the sort of mm. soothsayer, uh, and asked her an additional question uh, behind uh. the whole party's back. So some of the fun for me, of thinking about which moment to pick, is is looking at all these physical artifacts I have of those moments. So I definitely am like so appreciative that I really collected everything and never let a scrap of paper loose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got all these little mementos of this uh, this other life. Yeah. And that's really honestly part of what gets me about like all these characters that we play in these games. I mean, they're they're even even when we play characters that are very different from ourselves, there's still a little bit of us in there yeah. somewhere. It's always like some aspect that that we get to explore, that we get to to play with, that we probably would never get the chance to do in almost anything else. Oh, yeah. uh, like honestly, like tabletop RPGs and just and LARPs and, and all four all sorts of just role playing games in general are this little door to to let all these little you know it, it explore all these little aspects of ourselves in a relatively safe way. Yeah, you know, so you're always like, I always wonder what it's like to be an assassin. Well, you can find out this way rather than actually going out and killing people. That 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 other method tends to complicate things a little. And. And especially when you're speaking in character, which I am mm-hmm. not often so comfortable with. Um, I think having the right group really matters because mm-hmm. you don't want to speak in character and then have the other person not want to speak in character. So it was, you know, we were all like, this is happening. And so you get these little discussions that are about kind of about the broader nature of power that are about mm-hmm. um, our motivations. And so I think in those those in character discussions, I especially mm-hmm. got to, you know, those words would linger with me and knock about my head and let me chew on them in my everyday life. So it's definitely something that really stuck with me, I think, because of the stepping into that role in so many um, in such a deeper way than I had before. Right, because the characters are thinking about these things. The characters are are acting yeah. and saying it. But like we just said, the characters are a part of us too. So we're thinking about these things. Like they they do they they linger these these moments in ways that that a lot of the times people who are especially uh, new to the hobby might not expect. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's it's it's. Honestly, I used to say, uh, you know, back when I when I used to play uh, a lot online. Uh, this was before like the the current rise of like video uh, sort of. It was just like text role playing, not quite forum based, but like chat room based. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, and and I had so many characters. I was gonna say like, well, the, all these things in my head need to go somewhere. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> This is my way of getting them out and letting them have a voice. You're pensive. You're spinning them out of your head, and exactly, exactly. And that's honestly half the half the fun of this for me. Mm. 
So is there, was there anything else about this character that, that you want to kind of share any, any, any particular moments, uh, whether, whether they came out in the game itself or that, that you think might have happened sort of behind the scenes that, that you'd like to share with somebody? Oh, I like that. That's very cute. Um, you know, I think there's going to be, I, I think the scenes that, uh, that quietly happened in, in this that, that might have been sort of interstitial to the, the story mm. on the main stage. Um, I think it's just this, I have this like vignette in my head of like, you know, night after night, day after day, which it's barely night and day in Barovia mm-hmm. anyway, but sort of half dark mist to ha- to light mist, um, you know, waking up next to these people and, and just seeing their hearts slowly unharden. And I think that's like, you know, sometimes I can get very hard hearted. And I think like, yeah. I really liked... I like reflecting on how Grimrim, you know, got up day after day doing the stuff they're doing, uh, pursuing, you know, this dangerous, these dangerous uh, activities in Barovia, um, but but warming a bit and letting people in a little bit more each day. So I think that's that's sort of the the like vignette I see as the credits roll. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that little. Uh, uh... Oh, uh, a mo- sort of a montage of little uh, moments of, of, you know, the heart softening with yeah. just these little actions. And I think those like those tender moments are something I really search for in RPGs, and I I really got it here. And uh, I think it I I'm always trying to dissect why why I was able to get so into it here, and can I do it again? So right. I'll, it's definitely a character that makes me think a lot about future role playing opportunities and what I want to explore and how I want to do it. And that's a perfect lead into what I was about to ask, which is, all right, so so this character got their arc, you know, they, mm-hmm. they got their their uh, their fairly happy ending, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, and, and and in our heads now, off adventuring the, the further adventures, uh, but looking to the future now, you know, with with what you've learned of this character, with what you've uh, uh, sort of explored, what are you looking forward to with with maybe your next character, or not necessarily in the, directly your next one, but like a future character. Uh, good question. Um, I guess I'm. It might be really interesting for me to, like, be the other side of this, where mm. uh, you know Grimmerim was sort of getting romance, getting brought out of their shell by this other character. Um, it might be. It might be a fun experience for me to step into the other shoes of kind mm. of being the the less reclusive, the more outgoing person um, that might get to engage with another with sort of a romantic arc with a with an NPC or a player. Um, I think that might be kind of fun, sort of uh, get <laughs> you know, especially since uh, like I came out as bi a while ago and mm-hmm. I've been socialized as a woman, and like the whole the the there was definitely a, like a masculine like pursuing yeah. like proactive romantic activity coming from the other player and uh i know nothing about that so <laughs> that might be kind of fun to be sort of someone romancing somebody else i think that could be a really fun thing and i'm, I'm dying for a space game i just want to play in a space game so bad so i'm imagining some character in some space game uh wooing somebody is sort of space a space romance thing. space romance space <laughs> kissing i'm here for space it. kissing <laughs> I mean, that, that you know what there you've got the the name of whatever game that is it's just going to be called space kissing it's true it's true <laughs> I, I will i will watch the hell out of that <laughs> i think it'll be fun i might fall in love with a spaceship i don't know i really like you know spaceships. what the, some of those spaceships they they've got it going on they do <laughs> yeah it's, you know what she's, she's she's got a great personality and 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 what a one, hull and what a hull <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's that's. <laughs> I might I might steal some of that. We're we're, we're 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 considering we're considering uh, uh, maybe taking another stab at Rogue Trader, which is where we originally started like oh, man. a thousand years ago. Uh, and so so uh, I've got my current idea is I, I refuse to play unless I get to be the uh, the chef on the starship that is desperately trying to make corpse crackers palatable. Oh my uh, god! Please, I need that in my <laughs> life so badly. Yeah, but I'm 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 going to inject some romance into Rogue Trader if if it happens. It needs to happen now. A chef and a space chef and space kissing, please. There we go. There we go. I'm not, I'm not sure how I'm going to figure out how he's going to kiss that ship, but it's going to happen. <laughs> They're going to make it work. Yeah, it's a little song. Sha la 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 my oh my. All right, you, you need got to, to kiss the ship. Yeah, you have to give the the Rogue Trader version of that song. Too. Oh, that's that's got to happen. That's got to happen. <laughs> oh. All right. Well. I think we're kind of starting to wrap up. We've got we've got a pretty good arc of this character. If we know where where they've been, what they did, where, and hopefully where they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, Darcy, is there anything else you gotta share with our players, whether it be about their character, uh, a different character, or just what you're what you're doing? Anything you wanna, uh, you know, this is your chance to plug whatever you're up to. <laughs> Uh, I guess I, my piece of advice would be the, the most unusual thing we did was this running kind of improvised little thirty minute dreams for each each other player that mm-hmm. was really magical uh, and I loved how we got to fill in backstory so if you get a chance midway through a campaign to to have some kind of collaborative storytelling filling in a question a player has about their back about their character's backstory mm-hmm. man we I think that was so powerful and it just fleshed out the campaign in a really beautiful way so um, I know that's vague but uh, mm-hmm. find your own path to making that work but answering questions about your backstory midway through a campaign can be really powerful so that's my like nugget of advice and uh, as for um, plugs okay um, I have a spoiler this is my first time plugging it so uh, MCG is going to be uh, working on a really cool new strange thing that I love. So uh, Numenera is the first setting, as uh, the first game that MCG put out. Um, it's my favorite. It's a science fantasy world that if you mm-hmm. listen to Fandible, you know probably lots yeah, about yeah. Numenera. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, the idea of a science fantasy deep history of the world that you might be in um, is really cool and gives you weird creatures and weird items to find. Um, and it's something that you might want to bring into a campaign of other games. And so mm-hmm. we are going to be releasing a, uh, a book called Arcana of the Ancients, which is how to all sorts of tools and options and, and statted up uh, creatures and, and objects to bring a, a deep fant- science fantasy history into your Dungeons and Dragons game, whatever that might be. So it's, it's how to, there's going to be some adventure stuff on how to discover um, this part of the world maybe that has this deep history so you can slot it right into your campaign. Um, or it's how to, uh, whatever world building you might be starting, how to bring in these elements and have lots and lots of juicy uh, magic so advanced as to, <laughs> science so advanced as to seem like magic uh, yes. in your D&D game. So we're really excited for that. Um, it's not going to be a whole line, but it's going to be a book that says, you know, if you've been wanting to play Numenera and your players just can't get off of 5th edition, which it's a great game, so I love it. I understand. Here's how you can blend the two a bit. So we're really excited for that. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So when are, do we have an expectation of when we could see that? End of the year or something like that? Yeah. I think we would be um, kickstarting it uh, in 
we think March, and uh, mm. it would be, uh, I'm not sure on the release date yet. Uh, right, right. But we were really excited for it. Um, we'll see if other people are as into it as we are. Uh, we just think these, you know, weird creatures and weird magic um, are fun to bring into all kinds of different games that you might be playing. I totally, totally agree. And uh, yeah, for our listeners, yeah, keep an eye out uh, around March. We'll we'll probably be doing a little promoting for you guys too. We we always plug you guys. You're great. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're big fans, just <laughs> all over the place. So, all right. Well, Darcy, thank you so much for joining us today. This was great having you here. And uh, anytime uh, next character you make, you want to share? Hey, we'll, we'll keep going. Just let me know. We will have you back on anytime you want. Awesome. I might need to talk about my Invisible Sun character someday. Yes, yes, yes. That would be great. You know what? Like I said, we're, I've got plans. So, so you know, let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk marketing. Let's, let's do some synergy. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. This was really fun and like really cathartic to get to speak about this character. You know, I think you, I'm glad. it means so much to me. It's good to externalize. I'm so glad. That's, that's, that's kind of the whole point of the show. We, we want to be able to give people that chance to, you know, actually talk about the character with, with other people and just show how much it meant to them. Show, like, how much it, it just, ah, this is part of me, and, and I got to see it, and now I get to share it. Uh, so that's, that's, that's great. So I'm really, really, really glad you were on. Really glad you got to enjoy this. Thank you All so right. much. All right. And to our listeners, again, Darcy Ross, look her up. We'll have links to uh, Twitter and all the projects, uh, Monty Cook Games and everything on the on the website. So check it out. And as always, thank you for listening to all three of our fans. Thank you so much for listening to Tell Me About Your Character. If you enjoyed this, you might also want to check out our many other shows on the Fandible Podcast Network, dozens of actual play tabletop RPGs, and our long-running series The Solo Shot and Long Shot. And if you really liked it, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com fandible. Not only will you get episodes early, but you'll also get access to our subscriber-only Discord server and the Fandible Notebook, now featuring the soon-to-be smash hit game Three Goblins in a Trenchcoat by yours truly. Come back next week for more Tell Me About Your Character. <laughs> <laughs>